Hello and welcome to episode two of Alex Cast. I'm your host, Alex Danzig. My guest today is Jeff Booth. Jeff is an entrepreneur, a technologist, and a free thinker. He's a founder of several technology companies and sits on the boards of close to a dozen others. He's also an advisor on many different advisory boards. My personal view is that Jeff is highly intelligent. He's extremely humble, uh, and he cares a great deal about others um, and shares his time willingly to try to help educate people and prepare them for some of the possibly turbulent transitions that we have in the years ahead. Uh, for me, he's been able to connect certain dots for me that I've been searching for answers to certain questions uh, for a number of years. And he's the first person to be able to do that. Uh, so I'm very thankful for that. If you find this conversation helpful, please share it with your friends uh, and consider a like and subscribe. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I just wanted to thank you for for taking the time to to do this conversation with me because I know how busy you must be. Um, no problem. No problem at all. But. I, I think that the the message that you're that you have to share is really like really important. Um, I've been studying your book and and conversations you've been having lately, and uh, over the last week and a half, almost two weeks, and I've come to the conclusion that um, anything we can do to amplify this message is like critically important. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Alex. And I think you you know I've said this on a number of the podcasts. I, I, I love how people are going to get rich on Bitcoin and everything else, but that's not the reason I'm in it. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm in it for fairness of rules. And, and I, I honestly don't think humanity survives um, under the existing system. So. I think, and, I, and that what I was going to say is, is that this message, I think, is critically important to the future of the human race, and, and I don't believe that that's hyperbolic one bit. I think that that is the truth. And your um, sort of like, you, I, I think your heart really comes across in what you're trying to do with this. It's, it's pretty obvious to me. Like, I, I feel like you have a, um, you ever heard the, the analogy of the sheep, the sheepdog, and the, and the wolf? No, t tell me. So there, this, there was a paper written by a Marine colonel, and he was basically saying that um, human beings fall into one of three categories. They're either a sheep, a sheepdog, or a wolf. And the sheep are the people that are, these are good people. There's, by calling them sheep is not a bad connotation. It's like a, not a negative thing. It's just these are regular people going about their lives. They're typically good people. They don't always have a full understanding of everything that's happening around them in the environment and the, the, the forces that come to play in their life. Sometimes they try to just go with the flow and they don't necessarily dig deeper than that because they're so busy running on the hamster wheel. They don't have time to think about it. Right. right. And then you've got the wolves and these are sort of the, the sociopathic, uh, narcissistic, psychopathic end of the spectrum of humanity that tends to seek power. And if they can find systems where, where they can exploit the sheep, they will. And then you have uh, what he calls sheepdogs. And in, in a military context, he, he looks at these as soldiers, um, firemen, policemen, protectors. They, they have a heart for protecting. So, you know, it, it occurred to me that you probably fit in that category. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. 
you're welcome. And I relate to it because I, I, I also feel that way. Um, so if we could start out, I'd like to get your feedback on my understanding of your message. So what I want to do is I want to kind of lay out how I'm seeing it. And perhaps you can correct me if there's areas that I'm missing or there's a better way to, to look at it. Um, and then maybe we can drill down into the subject matter a little bit more. And um, so for foundational concepts purposes, the first thing that I think it would be good for, for the audience to understand is, is um, inflation versus deflation. And I'd like to make the point that in my lifetime, you know, when I was growing up, uh, my sort of graduating class in high school was 89. So I'm dating myself right now. But um, back then, I always thought, you know, if, if, if a guy could figure out how to make six figure income, he'd be doing really good. Right. And then eventually, at some point in my life, I started hitting that range of income. And I and I was very confused as to why I wasn't like drowning in wealth and in like, you know, the lifestyle wasn't like amazing, right? I couldn't understand that it didn't it didn't square in my brain. And um, finally, um, I, I figured out it was because of inflation, right? And the, the, the cost of things kept going up and, and, and the, the incomes, purchasing power doesn't keep pace with that. And, and what I realized was, is that what inflation does in the economy is, is it steals your time. And people, people have to run faster and faster and faster on the hamster wheel just to keep up with the, with, with, it's like the goalpost is always moving out into the distance and people don't stop to think about that. Yeah. Uh, very few people stop to think about it. And uh, we grew up in a, and, and I think it's because we grew up in a system that, uh, that we were taught that that was the right thing. Yeah. We saw our friends get wealthy. Our parents got wealthy, uh, sitting on, on assets. They bought houses at 20,000, $50,000. Those houses soon, where I live are millions of dollars today. And it felt like, um, because we grew up in it, it felt like, oh yeah, this is, this is normal. Sure. Um, and so we didn't question it. We taught, we were taught it in school. The, um, like if you actually just, uh, like if you simplify the concept, um, what is inflation? It's when your money is worth less right. in relation to goods and services. Right. So it, and then on the opposite side of that dial, um, deflation is when your money is worth more mm -hmm. in relation to goods and services. Mm -hmm. So in our personal lives, we would always opt for deflation. Sure. Right. Sure. Wouldn't you, you want your money being worth more? If you knew what it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you would think, don't you want your money to go further? It, right. it just seems a rather obvious statement. Uh, obvious statement. Um, but but you're taught to live in a system. No, no, no. You don't want your money to go further. You want your money to be worth less. And so when you investigate that down to its root, why would, why would that be true? Why would, why would we want that be, to be true? I do understand like when, okay, if, if you take on debt, then, then you pay back the debt with cheaper dollars. So I understand how the system works and everything else and why, it is a requirement of today's system to drive inflation, but it's not a requirement for living. 
it's just a requirement for a, right. a, a set of a set of rules established by people that we're caught in that we can't see our way out of. Right. And, and we only think that because we grew up in it. It's all we've ever known. So it's it's almost impossible for people to imagine it to be another way. It, 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 that's it. And so 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 people. So so when you when you talk about when you kind of investigate my book or go down to that's quite what I what I tried to do take it in first principles everywhere mm -hmm. and say okay here is the truth here are the facts of what the what the world lo uh, looks like and we have some choices to make um and and I haven't heard anybody argue with the facts of the the book nobody the uh they argue we the, some people say we can't we'd have to live in an inflationary world to which the question really um okay <laughs> but and or i'm scared to make the jump to the new world that's coming anyways mm. and you could okay and and i'm a, an entrepreneur so i didn't uh, i think about systems and everything else and i think about i want to get to the root cause of a problem mm. and then put all the energy into what's the best way forward instead of masking the root cause of the problem and papering it over and where you don't get really good idea generation. Right. So, so I, I just, I think about it from that. So, so you're you, where you opened the show on, this is a critical thing for humanity. If you get to the root cause of, or you, the root of this problem and you realize that inflation is stealing your time, and yeah. causing all the divide in the world and the wealth inequality and all the social unrest, everything. Mm -hmm. And how much we do in our lives that is that we think it's for something else, but it's really around economics. Yeah. And and and, and you keep on going deeper and deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole of this this conversation. And once you get to the bottom and you realize, oh my God, it's uh, it has to be a system change. Mm -hmm. you get to where you're at right now now and <laughs> you you try to hold the flag up and, and and tell others absolutely like it's super important super important so let me ask you this you, you do you think it's fair to say that that inflation steals your time and deflation frees your time a hundred percent so so i've said that on many of the different podcasts uh, as 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 you know and so uh, so of others but uh, absolutely, inflation is a hidden tax on yeah. society's most vulnerable. I would even so call it theft. It, it is theft. It's, uh, so, so if somebody comes in and, and takes something from you without your knowledge, mm -hmm. is that a theft? Um, we don't see it. Those words are pretty harsh. And so we don't recognize it as a theft. But just in, examine what we, we just said. If somebody comes in and takes something from you without your knowledge, is that yeah. a theft? Yeah. And then if that's, if that's yes, then does it matter if the rate of theft is 2%, 3%, 5%, 10%? Does the rate of theft change the theft? So it doesn't matter, but it does in, in that if you, if you factor in compounding, ultimately it, that's bad, like really bad. And, and this is something I actually haven't, uh, explored on any other podcast but but one of the things that's happening today 
and it tie, tied into uh, technology changes, people are measuring the inflation rate at 2% or the core inflation or the CPI at 2% or 3% or whatever they say it is. And, and But they're actually not realizing it's not 2% that they're stealing because technology is driving the other way. Technology mm -hmm. would be very negative um, in deflation, which would mean positive in time savings and in, in, your, in, in your time. And so you, you, you have to add the 2% or whatever the rate of whatever, like it could be 10%, 15%, but you actually have to add the negative bias on, 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 on what deflation should be doing to the market. Right. right. So back to the inflation steals your time and deflation frees your time thing, just briefly, I, I think one last thing I'd like to add to that is, is that, um, you know, many people might agree with this in that time is the most valuable thing we have. Like we can earn more money, but you can never get your time back. And, and everybody's doing everything really to be free and to have optionality with their time. So if that's true, then understanding that inflation steals your time and deflation frees your time is probably one of the most important things human beings can understand today. Yeah. It, and, and, and that might have, we might not have seen it before. And, and it, this is all accelerating because technology is accelerating. Right. Just technology is moving, moving deflation faster and faster and faster. Um, and so it, it's impossible for central banks to hide this anymore. That's what's right. happening. So they're printing more and more. And so it, what feels like in, in, in 2008, $250 billion um, as bailouts. And now you're talking trillions and trillions of dollars. And if you just fast forward another five years, it's going to be <laughs> orders of magnitude bigger than that um, because it has to be to stop the deflationary forces of technology. The numbers are probably so big that if you actually said them, people would immediately not believe it. Yeah, and, and you, you know from reading my book. So that's what I, 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 I talked about. I, I, it laid out the path we are in now and it lays out all the next path because, mm -hmm. because it's it's just math. Right. To be able to try to stop to try to, to to be able to try to stop a system change that is coming anyways. Right. The math required on on debasing currencies or or or, or printing money for stealing your time is so staggering. It just it makes you, you shudder. But but we we forget because we're in a system. So do you remember the marches on Wall Street in, in, um, at 250 billion mm -hmm. in, uh, in 2008? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't see a lot of marches right now. And now we're talking about we're, we're, we're talking about trillions and trillions of dollars all over the world. We, and you don't see the, you don't see the same mar marches. Right. So, so people get caught into a system and, 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 and that's why um, primarily why Bitcoin is, uh, is so critical because the system cannot change itself. It must be forced to change from another system of bigger system. And that provides the best glide path for humanity to be right. able to make a transition between systems. I agree with that. Okay. So let me, let me jump into my understanding of sort of the framework that you've laid out <clears throat> and then maybe you can correct anything I'm misunderstanding, or maybe there's better ways to say it. Um, and then I have some some questions for you. So, so number one, technology by nature is deflationary. That's the first sort of premise. And and examples of that examples of that 
might be. In other words, deflationary saves you time. So examples of that might be a dishwasher saves you time, a microwave saves you time, an oven or a stove saves you time. Otherwise you'd, you'd be like a caveman. You'd have to build a fire to cook your food. Um, refrigerator, same thing. You'd have to figure out how to preserve your food. Um, this Zoom call, right? If, if otherwise, you know, we're talking flights and meetings and all that other kind of stuff, saves your time. Second, the gains in pro productivity um, in other words, the rate of deflation caused by technology is increasing at an exponential rate and is basically about to go straight up. If we were looking at it on a graph, like exponential yeah. functions act like a hockey stick. When they get to the, at a certain point, they just turn and go straight up, right? And we're kind of right there. Yeah. Um, next is the inflationary policy response, also known as like printing or quantitative easing or whatever we want to call it is an impulse reaction to the force of deflation caused by technology in an effort to continue the inflationary trajectory. So all of that is just response to the deflationary pressures of technology. And that's what people weren't seeing. And that's actually what yeah. I, and, and, and so, so, so you still hear everybody talking about too much debt, too much this, too much monetary, monetary policy response. Everybody was missing the thing driving it all. Like, yeah. And, and the thing driving it all was technology was moving faster and faster, trying, trying to make things cheaper in our lives um, and save us time. And by the way, those do, a lot of times take away jobs, but if prices fell at that same rate, the fall for people wouldn't be as great. Yes. Now, now this is but super. Let, but let, let's carry on this first. So that keeps on. So that should fall at a natural rate as, as jobs fall out of the market. The natural rate should be the jobs shouldn't be needed. Right. Right. So, so, so there's not a lot of jobs in North America around hand washing dishes anymore. Right. Should we bring the them? Should, should we? Yeah. Should we bring them back to save jobs? It's ludicrous. Right. 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 Um, and and so so that's what should happen as time is freed. That's what technology is supposed to. And it's way more powerful than people believe. Mm -hmm. That people think. So people think that your phone and everything else. A lot of the technology is there is is supported by advertising. It's not. The code that runs your flashlight. Or the code that is—it's a line of code. It's your camera app and everything else. It's all—it's effectively free. You write it once, and it's there forever, and it scales across um, every single person on the planet because mm -hmm. it's an app. So, right. it, um, so there is no labor in it. It's pennies. It's, it, it, um, and and it and it keeps on getting cheaper and cheaper, and it gets to the point because of a free or a competitive market. It gets to the point of free. Right. So you don't, you don't see, I don't see a lot of entrepreneurs I know chasing flashlight apps. Right. So there's no point. Right? There's no point anymore. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and so the, that's the point you keep on driving the cost lower and lower and lower until there's no more margin in it and it's free and it scales, it scales across. So it's such a powerful uh, pattern in our lives that we underestimate, even though we use it all the time. And then we look at And then, and then because we're living in this inflationary system, somebody says, well, TVs and computers are going down in price and getting more powerful and more abundant, but everything else is going up. But if, 
if they actually could imagine how much further TVs and computers would fall without the inflationary stimulus, mm -hmm. it, they're, they're measuring the entire basket against an inflationary stimulus. And that inflationary stimulus is pushing some assets like houses and everything else way up, food prices way up, mm -hmm. because they haven't been as technology enabled yet. Right. But it's still coming. Right. So, so this is the part that I think scares a lot of people is, is that they think, oh my gosh, um, jobs are going away. How do I make money? And things are getting more expensive. But it's hard for people to imagine living in a deflationary monetary system versus an inflationary monetary system. If a person could imagine that you wouldn't have to work more and more and more and more hours, you could actually work less hours and the price of things would keep coming down. Right. That's the mental shift that has to occur. And that's why I think it's hard for people because, I mean, it's pure imagination, right? Because you oh, so because, because they live, I, and I've, I said this on different podcasts, I was in a business, I lost a business once where, where I was building that, that business and it was 350 people doing one thing and we had to change and do another thing. Mm. So I really understand system changes. So, so even though the new business was the right thing, so imagine Blockbuster trying to change their business and create Netflix with 9,000 stores. It's really hard because they have to invent a new business that competes against the old business and then send everyone back to the stores and say, yep, do your existing job. I thought the same thing, even though we were right in the, exact, in the new business, um, everybody was super excited about it, but they had to go back and do the old business. And knowing full well that when the old business, when the new business is turned on, the old business died and all those jobs are gone. So it's really, it's really hard for people. So I'm, I'm not talking about um, you, me, anybody else. It's really hard for anybody to understand send this right. because they're living in a system and all of the feedback of the existing system is reinforcing their point of view. Yeah. And, and, and now that you want them to, go on a on a thought experiment into a new system that clearly isn't here today and and so what ends up happening is the natural fear response that people feel right i'm going to lose my job so they're on a treadmill house prices are moving away from them they can't feed their family and everything else and 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 now you tell them there's this beautiful future on the other side that that things are going to get better and prices are going to come down and you um and and you'd, you'd have to ask when, what does that look like? How does that it's right. really hard when you're in a fear response right. of right. losing your job, you're on the edge, prices are really high, you can't feed your family. And what are you, um, what are you going to do? Right. You're going to look for the, you're going to look for the simplest person, the, the, the most simple thing to say, I can feed my family. And if some politician says, nope, it's not your fault, I'm going to give you money that I make up. I, that really picks your pocket and I'm going to give you more uh, money to consolidate control. You'll believe them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they'll ask for it. So, so, yeah. So possibly the best thing people could be doing right now, and, and there's still more points to go through here, but possibly the best thing people could be doing right now, because this thing is, it's probably going to accelerate, right? This it, is not, 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 not probably mathematically. It's a certainty. Okay. It, it has it, to. It, it, it has to. Right. These are these are two different systems, completely de like deflationary system that is so technology today requires a currency that allows for deflation. To keep saying that 
it were so every other path i don't care what other path you pick a currency that does not allow for deflation means i'm stealing people's time and concentrating power right so so no matter what you have technology technology doesn't look like it did in so all the models that people are looking at in the 30s and the, the 20s and the industrial revolution when we had really great technology that was doing the same thing those technologies look nothing like the technologies that are coming right and so we are true uh, true so so technology at the rate of progress today the, um, requires a, a, a currency that allows for deflation. Every single other path leads to, to manipulation, control, and, and eventually a managed economy controlled by the biggest thug. Yeah. So basically global slavery. Yeah. That, it, it, it looks it, it ends up turning into a dictatorship it, 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 because it has to because what ends up happening is when you're essentially when you're stealing money from people and pretending that it's it, it's helping them mm-hmm. because that's what really what you're doing right and you you're abandoning the free market then it has to be controlled by somebody right and 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 as as that control shifts a lot of people will race to try to get power from that corruption and you'll you'll essentially you build corrupt you 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 embed corruption into the foundational layer of humanity and you accelerate it through you the accelerate you, you accelerate yeah. the process which is so, the reason why maybe we see so many wolves in 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 those sort of areas and professions nowadays yeah and and what i would say is there's a lot of people even uh even in in power and everything else that are good people that don't actually understand what we're talking about right now yes so so Mm -hmm. it's 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 truly because it's so it's so mind-bending it's such a mind-bending shift when you believe something your entire life it's hard to question those beliefs especially when you're when when you feel like your survival depends upon it right yeah which is so that's the mission right that's 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 the mission we have is we have to help them understand it. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so, you know, what's really super interesting about that, we were talking about the deflation. Um, this is one of the things that I had a really hard time squaring. So so I worked in the gold and silver industry for, for 14 years and I'm still involved in it. But uh, because of that, I did a lot of, I've done a lot of studying of economics, monetary systems, et cetera. Um, and the thing that was very difficult for me to figure out and square was, was where all this deflationary pressure was coming from. And it wasn't until I saw you on a podcast one day and you were talking about it, about technology being exponentially more deflationary that the light bulb went on. I was like, it finally, after 14 years, that made sense. Like after 2008, my brain's going, my gosh, the price of gold should be exploding right now. What's happening? Why isn't it? that is why and that's the reason and that's given and that's that's tricked and given policymakers more room to think that they're they're doing the right thing yeah but it's actually made the whole uh, system more it in, made in, it worse yeah, it, it made it worse you're the first person the first person in 14 years that's been able to explain that in a way that was plausible to me so so because because we look back to old models and it used to be, and it still is, it deflationary, deflation would happen 
through demographics or through supply chain changes, China moving a supply chain. And those used to be the, the, the most important drivers. Right. And, and if you think about that exponential part of technology, it went from being maybe seventh or eighth on the list to, to, to second to first by a long shot to to now we're in the the exponential uh, part of that and it's so far outweighs the other drivers the other yeah. drivers don't even matter anymore right yeah okay so moving through the list of principles here uh the last one was inflationary response has to basically match um because of the rate of deflation uh productivity gains from technology and increasingly exponential response is going to be required so that so the money this is what we we're talking about a little a little bit ago in the numbers that we're probably going to see over the next two three four five years if we were to say them people probably wouldn't believe it in terms of how much they're going to print yeah to try and keep it no no that is not a guaranteed path so uh it, but but for the existing system to to because you can imagine on a path that's this un, uh, unstable and a geopolitical game that's this unstable, if, if a government stopped it for a second and caused a complete wipeout mm -hmm. and then came back in. So there's a whole bunch of, but what I would say is mathematically, yes, staggering amount of stimulus has to uh, keep, keep on going or right. the system starts to unwind. And, because, and you know this even from your gold days, because there's nothing backing the system, it's mm -hmm. just it's just counterparty risk all the way down to the sand. Right. So if I think you if if I think you're secure, and I've lent you ten million dollars, um, and I have a I have a zero point five rate of return on my ten million dollars, and then you're not secure, but the person it just follows a chain, mm -hmm. right? And there's no insurance, and then people think they're safe because they bought insurance on you on on you. Right. But the insurance company goes broke, like, AI, AI, like AIG in, in 2008. So you have to refund the insurance company. The entire thing is a mirage all the way down to the uh, sand. So, so you can keep that going by printing money, but the, the, the tail risk of printing money becomes social revolution. Yes. And so that's, that's where that's, where I was going with that is the so the deflation the technology deflation impulse reactionary inflation response is going to continue exponentially, and is basically that there's a there's a a pathway where they could say well we're not going to keep our foot on the gas that's a possibility I guess but if they did the whole thing would implode. Look at look today I don't don't know when you're going to release this, but today in um, Canada lost a whole bunch of jobs and in the U.S there were projections, analyst projections of uh, between a million and 2 million new jobs mm -hmm. uh, in April, 266,000. And that's with all the printing. So now what? Yeah, that's nuts. So the, the net result basically is that the current paradigm for the financial system as we know it, it's going to implode. It's, it's already over people just don't know it yet. It's guaranteed. already over people just don't know it yet. So out of those things we've we've talked about there is there anything that you think like i'm missing or that 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 we need to point out that that probably just worth uh mentioning that when people are doing this because they're living in this, this system 
and that system is what what happens when a business fails think about that mm-hmm. and what it does is it it goes through a pretty predictable path of trying to to extend pretend do whatever it takes to be able to think about think about that at a system level and that's what's happening meaning the byproduct of that is you're going to see news all over the place and one minute it's going to look like this one minute it's just going to it's going to it's going to back and forth it's going to feel it's going to feel frenetic Mm. um and the other system bitcoin in this in this uh example bitcoin if you measured everything in bitcoin prices you would see the truth in markets prices are coming down everywhere which, which, by the way, that that actually was one of my epiphanies earlier this year that I think, so I, I think if we think of it like uh, all the gauges that we use to measure the financial system and the economy and, and, the, and the monetary system, it's kind of like uh, all your gauges in your cockpit of an airplane, right? But the problem is because, because the base layer of it is dishonest, none of the gauges can be trusted anymore. None, none of them. That's exactly it. Yeah. And, and so to me, uh, you know, you have all these people saying, well, look at the Bitcoin price. It's just a bubble. Like, right. This is all speculative nonsense. And, and it occurred to me, what if it was actually measuring what's really happening right now? It is measuring what's really happening. That's what I thought. Yeah. It is. It, it, uh, it, they measure everything against now. Same thing as one system collapses and another system is you're going to see this massive price appreciation in, in, in Bitcoin. Yeah. And, but it, but it's it's on all the time. It's a free market, right? It is actually the only free market. That's what that's exactly what I was thinking because of again because of my background, right? We've seen all the manipulation in the system. Like some right. people are like, oh, just just own your trades. You know, there's no manipulation. It's like no, look, we've we've seen so much evidence of it being correct. There's so many fines that have been leveled. I mean, we just know the whole system. I mean, obviously, if the money is manipulated. And interest rates are manipulated. Literally, everything else is manipulated. As a byproduct, everything else is manipulated. I see the I see a bunch of companies. They're talking about their own profits and everything else. And so I'm chairman of some audit committees and mm-hmm. uh, and different things. And the and and obviously you want the, the companies to uh, have success, but they're they're actually doing very well right now. But a bunch of that money is government stimulus. And then and and then they then then you ask them. What would happen because they're only measuring their own government stimulus? Mm. How many are your companies? How many of the companies that are customers are getting customer as government stimulus? And and what would their business with your business do without that? Right. And and so when you think about how endemic this is into the entire system, um, and and you realize that number of uh, of stimulus has to keep going up. You're right. Every gauge is wrong. Like you're measuring the wrong thing. It, it, here's here's a better way to look at it. GDP is the worst false measure. Measure the GDP of, of of your photos or your music. So, so technology is. So you used to buy. You used to be able to measure the GDP like when you grew up. How many CDs did you own? Hmm. Right. I, I think I think the music industry at that time on CDs was twenty four billion dollars on, on, on CDs. Now, now you have unlimited music for ten dollars a month. Right. And and so 
measure 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 the GDP gains of that. The, That's a the, really good it, example. And and but all of these examples measure the GDP gains of your flashlight on your phone or your camera on your phone. Yeah. They, yeah. Every one of them. The point of technology is as it's moving into the the into the cloud digitally. Growth means less cost. Growth mean growth means negative GDP. If you're talking about growth in terms of actual productivity, not productivity, productivity growth today is negative GDP. Right, which is Mo mostly. This, Mo is so, mostly. this is so so important for people to understand, especially in the financial world, because everybody in the financial world wants to measure GDP growth based upon financial alchemy. Totally. Can, can, can we take this, this thing and then build something on top of it and then build something on top of that and on top of that and on top of that and create all these derivatives and that's growth? Right. It's not. It's a, it's a house of cards. It's an illusion. Yeah, it's an illusion. Okay. But, it, but it's really important because these things today that are giving you this value, why do we use Google? Because Google's free. Why do you use every single technology company that you, you, me, everybody else has created into a monopoly? We use it because it provides value to our lives. Right. And what they know is they can, they can take these, take these, these technology companies aren't saying, I know I'm going to increase labor everywhere and I'm going to do this all with people to increase value. It's, it's so ludicrous. So, so what they're doing is they're driving this value by driving it into technology. No CEO puts in technology to make their costs go up. They try to do it to give you more value. And when you vote with your wallet it, it, that it gave you more value, that's, what, that's, what's, that's what's happening. So on one side, think about this. On one side, as you print into that, then what would a CEO do in a business they have to remove labor faster. Yeah. Right. Because if, 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 if your labor, if, if everything is going up in price, right. And you have, you have to, to and, you and, have and, to and, optimize, and, you have to reduce your costs. You have and, to. And, and, yeah. and so why do you think it's really hard to, to get really, really good paying jobs in a, in a system like this? Yes. If you print enough, if you totally distort all prices, mm -hmm. prices will rise. There'll be a whole bunch of, jobs for a while yeah but but any rational owner of a business is going to try to look where i can optimize right and give more for uh, more for less to humanity because otherwise my business will fail right otherwise a different competitor will do that and my business will fail yeah yeah okay so let's Let's maybe do some game theory and like walk through some potential scenarios. What does it look like? Um, like one sort of different areas maybe that we can talk about is, is one is continued printing on, on this trajectory, trajectory will continue to cause massive misallocations of capital and wealth inequality. And the, the, the problem with that is history shows that, that this leads to really unstable situations, really unstable. Revolutions and wars. And, and civil unrest, all of the above. Yeah, it, but, but civil unrest. And look around the world today. There's signposts everywhere. Yeah. Um, zoom out, zoom back out of your existing independent situation and look around the world and you can see this happening. Mm -hmm. and, and, and tied to the geopolitical risk that you create. So let's, so US buys a whole bunch of goods from China. And, and so, so 
the U.S. has to pay for those goods. And so China takes, say, the trade deficit, China takes a loan, say, for those goods. But, 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 but U.S. isn't going to pay back in a nominal currency, right? They're going to devalue the currency, and China knows it too. So would China, in that case, buy U.S. treasuries? Or would they go take that money and, and, and buy kind of rare earth minerals? Mm-hmm. Or, or other, thing, other things that are required for the technology revolution. So what would any rational actor do in that situation sure. is they would try to protect their money by buying critical assets of supply chain that mm. mattered. Mm. Those critical assets of supply chains that matter now are c- causing this geopolitical, um, or, or, and, and you, so now you're starting to amp up trade barriers and everything else but it but it's all a foundation of broken money all over the place be in like yeah that makes sense that's that's driving that whole process so driving driving it everywhere and it's just it's just like the ceo is rationally going to try to make their business better um now i am pro-free markets, massive pro-free markets. I do not want a managed economy. I, I can't imagine if I want to talk really dystopian, mm-hmm. when we think of what Russia looks like today under, uh, under Putin, or if we think about what China, and we think about some of the, uh, the, uh, the human, what it looks like uh, in a a non-free market in some of of those uh, regions, what that would look like. Now do it with technology, robots and artificial intelligence. Yeah. And and so the path path without Bitcoin looks a lot like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a very scary future. Really scary future. Yeah. So... You, really, you, you you can you can you, you consolidate power with artificial intelligence um, and and robotics. Look at Boston Robotics uh, uh, things. Look ten years. Look at where they were ten years ago. Think where yeah. they are ten today. Think of where they will be in ten years at this rate of growth. And now add artificial intelligence to that mix. Sure. And and um, and think what consolidation of power gets you. It yeah. removes it, it removes individual rights and freedoms. Yeah, it's complete slavery. Like you're not allowed to think anything other than what they want. You're not allowed to do anything other than what they want. You're not allowed to anything other than. So now, want. now we're getting into the nugget of kind of where I say why why I think Bitcoin is so important, mm-hmm. so so important, because because under that path. So today, what will humans do? Most humans do in a repressive regime they'll do whatever they have to do whatever they have to do yeah. so the most most people unfortunately won't stand up and do the right thing right it's really rare yeah um, it, um and and i and I, and, I, and i wish it wasn't but history shows us that look look in myanmar today yes there's people uh, but the, uh, protesting but they're getting shot every day and everything else. And most people now, now if, if that flipped and most people uh, rebelled, they would take power back, but right. most people won't. Right. Most people, most people for the short-term safety of their family yeah. or, or for 
I'm part of the winning side against other people. Most people won't make that choice. Yeah, I agree. And that, that means that the state has more power because, because most people won't do that. The state has more power over, over us and the people that do do it show huge risk. So, so, and that's today and that's through history. That's what, uh, that's what it looks like, by the way, in fact, it's in a lot of our mythology, mm. this, because that's actually what we celebrate as a hero's journey. Right. Right. The hero doing the right thing that we all want to emulate, even if we don't all the time, but it gives us reason for hope. That's what that, that's what the hero's journey is. <laughs> and, 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 and so, but most people won't. So now, now if most people won't today, Imagine where artificial intelligence consolidated into state power, power and robotics and everything else takes us. Yeah. How yeah. could you in that world? Yeah, it'd be very difficult. Like you, you would literally be risking your life all the time. And, and, and so less people, less people will. Mm -hmm. And so, so, and, and that's how important, that's how, that's how critical I believe Bitcoin is mm -hmm. because if we miss this transition to it, I think that that's what it looks like. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, that's been a big concern for me, you know, ever since I started seeing the direction of the surveillance state and et cetera, AI, uh, like you, you mentioned the Boston dynamics things. Like I, I remember when they first, when they first started building robots, those things were clunky. They could barely walk. Right? Yeah, they were, they, they had to be held, they had to be held up. Well, they, while they were walking on a treadmill and everything else. And it, it's just worthwhile for your listeners to go look at the YouTube videos from 10 years ago and to yeah, see what, and, and now look at what they are. And now, but now look at what they think about what they will be in 10 years. That's yeah. the important part. Not only that, and I'm, I don't want to scare anybody. I just want to be real about this is that so, because I'm, I'm prior military, I, I think of it in terms of what are the military applications and where's that going to go? Well, so, that's exactly the point. That is exactly the point. And and uh, drones and, and smaller drones and they and uh, and when I say robotics, people will naturally think, okay, Boston, these robot, they'll put a small picture to the what I'm thinking, instead of the broad implications of robotics, whether they're drones, whether they're right. artificial intelligence. Yeah, the military applications are staggering. Yeah, all of the above. So uh, back to the the Bitcoin is the solution thing. Um, I've, con I've come to the conclusion that, that, that kind of, that's kind of the truth, that, that Bitcoin is the solution. And the reason why I've come to that conclusion, again, I, I'm from the gold industry, right? So, so my, for the last 14 years, I thought gold was the solution. <laughs> um, so and, can I just add, add uh, something? And I said it on a different podcast uh, as, as well, but I can't imagine um, now you're somebody who has actually thought this through and and been critical and then moved to Bitcoin, right? And understood. So that's it, a huge kind of testament to to an ability to learn and, and investigate things from first principles and then say, okay, what are the weight, rate, risk weighted options and what does this look, look like? And then you moved. Can you imagine being? I I just think about uh, the, a whole bunch of gold bugs, almost with empathy, that yeah, uh, yeah. that that. Um, my entire life, I've been talking about this event and what governments were doing. I was right on the thesis, and then technology changed the rules, and I was wrong on the on the mechanism 
right the solution um, exactly yeah no and and i think you're right i think a lot of people are going to be um um unfortunately really hurt by it because um well there, there I, there's a couple of different reasons for it one i think there there's a certain segment of the population that is uh i don't know if saying they're anti-technology is the right way to go about saying it but they're they're not they're not technophiles they're the opposite of technophiles they're 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 <laughs> One example is um, there's there's a person who's very dear to me, and like she hates computers. She she hates anything having to do with technology. All she knows is there's a button on her phone, and she presses it, and it works. Like she doesn't want to know about the details. She doesn't want to know about any of the stuff that works underneath the underneath the hood, right? And and I think people who who are of this sort of uh, there's a per particular slice of society that falls into this group and there's nothing wrong it's not saying anything bad about them they're just not pro they're just they're not technophiles but um technology scares them and and so when you when you talk about bitcoin and all the things about bitcoin it's very difficult for them to to embrace it and i think that's largely because we're so early and that so, the layers are not so so couple things I want to unpack there. Um, and you're, you're totally right in how early we are. But again, I, I build companies on top of these layers and everything else and been quite successful um, in, in a bunch of different uh, companies, technologies. So, so it doesn't feel like technology. So it, it does it does the job without somebody feeling like they have to without the scary. And, and so that it, what Apple did with the iPhone is created that or the iPod or anything else is right. created that user interface to to hide all the noise right, right. It, it, nobody cares what it actually some people care but a lot of people just want it to work every time right and that's coming like and that's, that's and inevitable. It's coming it's like it, it, talk to alexa mm -hmm. and see what and, and see, think about the things that are coming and how fast that's coming uh, today as, as a consumer and and what that does to phone center jobs and what it does to translation jobs and everything else. So, so these skills are all moving into the cloud, mm -hmm. but, and as they get easier to use, way more people use them. Right. So, and, and now when, if we looked at Bitcoin through that lens, uh, think about the, the internet uh, um, in the early days and how many people mistook what was happening with the, inter uh, with the internet think through that lens uh, so we're exact so bitcoin is matching the adoption rate of the internet mm -hmm. um and today it's 1997 versus the internet now remember um amazon was uh, so google wasn't started until 2000 uh facebook wasn't started until 2005 or 2000 so so most of the second layer most of the stuff that happened was way after where we are now with bitcoin right so, but that network effect that's building on Bitcoin, more and more users, more and more minds, more and more entrepreneurs are building onto it. And what, what that will do will blow people's minds in five, 10 years. Yeah. And it's going to make it easier for people who don't, um, they're not technophiles. It's going to be, make it easier for them to use Bitcoin, for them to buy Bitcoin, for them to store Bitcoin and do all the things that like early adopters are doing but without having to understand how everything works, they'll just be able to do it. Totally. So, so think about in the last year, how much change has happened in Bitcoin. Even, even if you think about multi-sig that, mm -hmm. uh, that allowed institutions to hold it 
without the without the same risk as it would have looked like before. So the the ecosystem, and I'm just talking about tiny little things. So if you think about Lightning Network and everything that's coming um, on uh, on top of this ecosystem, it's in, it's staggering and it's growing so fast. Right, and something that that occurred to me in regards to the the whole network effect thing and and what could cause a massive massive leap forward is is um, the completion of Starlink. Like how many how many people are there on the planet that are basically unbanked, right? Who can basically, if, if they've got Starlink and they can access the, the internet from anywhere in the world and they couldn't before, and now they have this on-ramp onto this digital digital money ecosystem. I mean, that blows me away, the potential for take, that. Take that even deeper. Um, the, uh, because I think it's an important thing in uh, where we're going. This isn't going to happen tomorrow, but where, where, where the larger trend is. So, so cities um, throughout time have always been built on trade routes or financial hubs. Mm. that's where our cities live today and as those trade routes change look at detroit cities change right, right. Um, and so so today shanghai growing up and, and and really container ships moving across the ocean because of trade trade routes spring up new growth areas there right um and that used to all that was primarily still is today around physical goods mm. Um, but go back to Tur go back to Constantinople or Istanbul today, right? It, it, same thing, trade routes. Right. Um, and 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 now all of that is moving into the cloud, and things are turning into information. Mm -hmm. Okay, so ex explain that because I think a lot of people hear something like things are turning in, into information, and people who aren't technical, a lot of them are going to be like, "What? What?" Well, let's go back to give an example. Really simple, your CDs, right, are now unlimited information that you take for ten dollars a month. You don't yes. you don't buy the things anymore. Yes, um, cameras, DVDs. Yeah, your your photos. You can take billions of photos now for free. Right. Right. The uh, and and you can you can Photoshop them all on your on your own for free. Mm -hmm. You don't need to hire a firm and everything else to to clean up a photo. So, so all of these things are turning into information. It goes way further than that. Way further than that. So so what is uh, I use this example a couple of times, but um, what's a what is a chair? Right, and I use the chair example because IMF says we need to buy more chairs. Right, in in their video, <laughs> and that's because in an inflationary economy you have to buy more chairs. So I use it as a. But what is a chair? Just if you think of it, it's let's say you have a chair company. It's your idea. I just an idea in your head. My chair is going to outsell other people's. I have this great idea for a chair. What do you do? I prototype that chair. I test market and everything else. People say, Yeah, I love that chair. Um, okay, I'm going to ship it to China. I'm going to uh, create uh, a whole bunch of those chairs. I'm going to get a factory to produce it. I'm going to put it on a ship. I'm going to to ship it over uh, to the U.S., throw it through distribution into warehouses, and then I'm going to create a marketing sales team to put it in retail so people can drive to the store to see my chair mm -hmm. out of the other 100,000 options of chairs or millions of options of chairs and then say, 
once I did all of that work and all of those jobs and everything else to be able to support my idea in just information, <laughs> then, uh, then, uh, then if I'm right, the chair sells. Right. It's a big investment to get to that <clears throat> if I'm right part. All, all, all of this, all of this thing, businesses, logistics, businesses, and everything else. Mm -hmm. That idea, your idea, into uh, into a into a chair with 3D printing will be printed at your home within 10 years. Yeah. Um, and so, so, uh, so all of that goes away. That idea will look like music. More so, if you look at GPD-3 uh, and, and what's, what artificial intelligence is doing, is then you'll add a whole bunch of artificial intelligence and first it'll be your idea and then artificial intelligence will billions of different combinations of chair uh, of chairs that are way better than the one that you could have come up with alone um, that'll be doing it for you right um, and you could print those so that whether it's 10 years 15 years the trend is that's going to happen it's just information it's a it's a information in your mind and and then after the information in your mind it's actually the information in AI that's going to put it together and and so we we could argue that we could argue um, whether we like that or not. We could argue whether that's scary for what ha happens, or 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 wow, that's crazy. That's crazy great. Mm -hmm. That is really bad for jobs. We could argue all of those things, but that is a certainty. It's coming. Right. Okay. And that, so and that entire path, and here's where a bunch of people miss this. That entire path, what people think is, they think. It's going to be all inflationary until that point, and then it's a light switch and it changes. And it's not, it's deflationary the entire way. Mm. It just gets more and more deflationary. Right. Which in response is going to cause more and more printing unless they let the system input. Exactly. Right. And that more and more printing is going to cause prices to eventually skyrocket. People and, are initially probably think they're getting wealthier if they have assets. But but some but some people some people because you know what inflation does if you have ten houses and I don't have a house, you're a beneficiary of the inflation and I and right. you picked my pocket. So so the wealth inequality is actually from the very same thing. Right. So so it it unjustly uh, uh, redistributes wealth to the wealthy. Mm -hmm. So or 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 you could say this or to power. So. If, if we carry that out, again, game theory, we carry that out, uh, more and more and more printing, people will probably think they're, people with assets will probably think they're getting wealthier in the short term. Um, people without assets will feel like they're getting much, much poorer. And, and in reality, they will be getting much, much more poor in the short term. But eventually, um, there will come some moment where uh, people are realizing that that it, it, it literally is impossible to continue. And it's going down the path of every currency in history. And at which point um, all that shifts. Yeah, so probably before you get there, maybe not, but uh, probably before you get there because, because of what you're doing to wealth with, with wealth and quality, mm -hmm. what people do in that situation. So you have a whole bunch of have nots Middle class and uh, middle class and and poor people are being gutted. Yes, gen generational, mm -hmm. and so as they're being gutted, they can their kids can't get into the best schools. 
they're they can't so so you have you've created an an unnatural incentive where you're punishing them and their children and everything else forever and those people start to resent or grow up or or or, or, or they first they'll demand change from politicians and those politicians will say yes i'm going to tax the wealthy to redistribute the money now the taxes can't pay to redistribute the money. So they have right. to make up more money to make it worse. Right. Because the rate of inflation is so high that you, there's no way you could pay for what you need to. You, U.S. will be a $4 trillion de deficit. This year was $4 trillion uh, deficit la last year, structural de uh, uh, deficit. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if you taxed 100%, all of the corporation, all of the profits in the U.S. Every single company right. in the U.S. It's two point two five trillion. Yeah, it's just it just impossible. That's not that that's not the entire debt. That's just the one year deficit. Yeah, right. So you're not so so there is no way there is it's mathematically impossible to to give people more money without making up more money to make that problem worse. Which means, which means the whole the whole UBI thing is in the cards, right? So, so to prevent this is back to back to history, right? Rome, bread and circuses. Really, yeah. the only way to prevent civil unrest or to kind of tamp it down is they're going to be printing money and giving it away. It's the only they it's the they, only they, they have to. It's a, it's they have a certain to. To, to today. You pretty well have UBI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. I agree. MMT and UBI, like it, it pretty, it's just a different form. It just hasn't right. been. But, but the amount of it is going to increase, right? Has to. So it has to. So, so going back to the, the walking through the pathway of as this happens, probably the best thing that the average person can do, not somebody who has assets, but the average person is take their UBI money and probably buy Bitcoin. For sure. <laughs> so, the, so the more, but again, as, as, as that, what is it? The, the, the first check that came out, if you put it in Bitcoin, um, what is it? Thirteen thousand dollars, the fifteen hundred dollars yeah. that came out. Is, 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 it, it's, it was it was it was like fourteen hundred, I think, or twelve hundred or fourteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not in the U.S., but I see that I, I, I because because there's a Twitter handle that did that, and it's a and it's a big big number today. Now, will most of those people understand what's happening? Um. And again, remember what the the, um, the what what's actually happening in in that they're hurting. Yes. And and so so when you're hurting, you'll believe somebody that says it's not your fault. I'm going to help you. Um, so so I, I I do think I think these messages, what you're doing here, I think this is really important because the people most hurt from these policies. Yes, um, yes. Need to get onto Bitcoin first. Bitcoin isn't for the hedge funds or anything else. Bitcoin is. They're going to be fine. They're going to be right? fine. Yeah. yeah. It, it's all. It's the whole rest of the population that that um doesn't have assets. That's that's really going to get hurt. And, yeah. and so or, or or helped or like or or helped it. And, and if you actually go back to uh, principles, I wrote this on Twitter as well, but um it's really difficult to stop a technology that actually empowers people. Yeah. So well, I would say so, it's really difficult to stop technology period, like short of. Yeah. But, but, it, but especially technology that empowers people. So, so now, now think about what governments ha actually have to do. So we're, what we're talking about today and what my book describes everything else is 
the truth. Yeah. Right. Facts. Yeah. And, and now you have a technology that is, is empowering people and putting the individuals, giving them the power uh, in, in a whole population of and, and is in line with the free market is in line with innovation is in line. Um, it, 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 there isn't actually nothing that you could say about this, this, this path besides I want to take your time and control you. Yeah, really, the only people who would argue against a deflationary financial system are people who are interested in more power over others. Full yeah. stop. Yeah, that's a, yeah. And, and so, 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 so now you're on now you're on the right side of history, mm-hmm. and you have a technology that empowers people for the so, first time ever. It, for totally, the first totally. time in the history of the human race. We have a, a deflation, a, a deflationary monetary system. Yeah, or or so so we've had that before. U.S. in the late late eighteen hundreds. If you look at actually the wealth increase and everything else, where you had hard money, and you had a, a government that wouldn't, um, you actually had deflation, and it was a really good, really good thing. Right, but that was circumstantial. It wasn't built into the system. Totally, so totally. so so what I'm what I mean by that is is that even if you're on a pure gold standard, right? The whole idea, and this is the reason why guys who who advocate gold. Are, are pro gold. It's for the same reason. They're basically saying this is a restraint on government. You can't totally. go out and print unlimited totally. amounts of money. But but in this in that system, there is still inflation built into it because you're always pulling more gold out of the ground. And, Whereas, and, sorry, and you uh, and your uh, and you have to hold it centrally. So it's always the rules are always changed. Yeah. And and so Bitcoin really is in the history of the human race the first truly deflationary system. And what and what I, I don't say it's the first truly deflationary system. What I what I say it's the the first system that uh, that decentralizes power and as a result of that allows for deflation. Yes. So 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 because in that system you'd think human human ingenuity in a free market even before technology, you would think that must, unless we're getting worse every year, mm-hmm. <laughs> that must be deflationary. It must be. It must be. Yeah. So, so anything that's stopping that is stopping human progress. And, right. or, and is trying about, to accrue power to themselves. Yeah, trying to accrue power. Um, and you could say, uh, so here's, here is the argument. Well, how could government pay for their services? without uh, 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 in this new, new system. And you could, you, they would have to ask people and get elected on the truth mm-hmm. rather than hiding it. That's what would- uh, People uh, would uh, have to voluntarily give them money. Yeah, but here's how I look at this. And some people in Bitcoin say, okay, no, uh, taxes uh, don't, uh, taxes are uh, no way, everything else. I want roads. Me too. I want, uh, um, and if so, and I don't want, I don't want to drive down my road and see ninety nine percent of the people um, living on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so some sort of system where uh, where you could you can create a free a free market and 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 stability is required. And, and I'm willing to, if, if you had a whole bunch of different governments and everything else, 
competing for my dollars, I'm willing to have a voice into paying for some of that service. Sure. And I, I think we're kind of starting to see some of that. This is one thing that gives me hope with the whole situation is, is that, well, in the United States anyway, is, is that the way the system was set up is, is that the states were supposed to have the power and the people were supposed to have the power. The federal government was supposed to be extremely limited in its capabilities and what it's allowed to do. So gonna... in, in the initial part was roads, postal system, and common defense only. That was the federal government, right? That's you're going to find uh, you're going to find that I, I i believe that before the federal government kind of goes all in on bitcoin you're going to find states going all in on bitcoin for the very same reason it's already happening it's already and, happening right and you're that, seeing this bifurcation in america where, where it's kind of like some states are are it's like free america and not free america you have some states that are clearly going in the direction of freedom and they're embracing bitcoin yeah and they're embracing the technology and then the others are not like in new york I just saw this thing yesterday where Cuomo was like, no, you can't do Bitcoin mining here. And like in, in Florida, they're like, please totally. bring it <laughs> totally. on. Right. Totally. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And, and, and so that's going to, again, again, because of game theory and because of incentives, mm -hmm. um, you won't, you can't stop that. And people will move. One, one thing I think is, is important. People talk about replicating Silicon Valley and everything else. And um, then, all of that, it doesn't need to be a city anymore. It's True. moving into it, um, it's moving into the cloud and regions that are, are, are supportive of, of where things are going are going to attract the best talent uh, best, and best individuals and where things are going, things are moving to Bitcoin because it empowers people. I agree. And, and, and it's driving, I, I think all of it's also, and this is a function of technology, as we know, you know, remote work and all that kind of is driving decentralization as well. Right. So we had this period of time where all the population was moving to the city because that's where all the jobs were, but that's no longer a requirement. So yeah. you're starting to see this decentralization. So when you can, when when you can have things in the cloud, Starlink, uh, yeah. solar, uh, battery backup, and everything else, yep. off grid doesn't look the same as off grid used to look like. Yeah, it's no longer off grid. It's now on grid. Just exactly. Not in the different city. Grid, different grid. No, different grid. Different Decentralized grid. grid. <laughs> Decentralized grid. Great stuff. Um, okay, so so something that that I think is important to talk about is for those people who have been looking at Bitcoin. I mean, I was one of these people. I looked at Bitcoin, and I saw what in my mind were pretty huge risks. I wrote a paper about it back in 2017. I was like, look, these are all the potential problems. And um, so, so maybe we can talk about some of those because I've, I've changed my mind on some of those, but let's highlight them because I think they're common. It's like yeah. the stuff that I thought were huge existential risks to, to Bitcoin. Um, I think a lot of people today still think those are existential risks. So the, the, the primary one I think is... Um, that government's just going to make it illegal. Yeah. So we've talked about that. We, we, I think we've already talked about that. It's really hard to stop a, a, um, something that empowers people, mm. um, a technology that empowers people. Can you slow it down? Can, can governments, uh, can governments, let's, so let's go a little deeper on this. By the way, before I do, um, I actually love the fact that you just said how against it you were. Yeah. You wrote a paper against it. 
And yeah. then, and then through critical thought came around and now you're trying to advocate for it and teach right. people for it. because, right. because there's a lot of people that need to hear that because, but by the way, that is the path for most people. That is the path for, for just about everybody. Like it can't be true. It can't. So, and, 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 and unwinding the, that former belief set and then moving through, mo moving through some of the FUD uh, in, in, in Bitcoin it's really hard to do, but, uh, but it's so first that's, that's incredible. And that's the path for most people. Mm. So, so I, I have this view and by the way, this is not to say my view is right, but it's my view. Um, I have this view that, and that's why I try to talk this way instead of yell at people mm. because, because I, I, my belief set is most people are good people that want to find the answers. And, and if I'm arrogant and everything else around this, even though I know where it's going, mm -hmm. then I prevent them from finding the answers. Right. So that's they stop listening because they stop listening because then yeah. it turns into a fight. Right. Um, uh, some people will, some people will debate that and actually listen the whole time. Most people will retreat and protect their existing uh, uh, existing turf. Right, because as soon as it gets emotional, as soon as you hit one of those emotional triggers, they're no longer thinking anymore. Totally. And, and, and if, my, uh, if the aim is to, to bring on as many people to, to this asset class as possible, because it actually saves more people and, 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 tra and, tra and transitions where we are from a system of corruption to a system that will work, um, then, then it's important that I check my um you can imagine some of the things that people say to me you could get i could easily get triggered as well sure right but uh but it doesn't matter it's not about me right so anyway so that was a long talk about kind of it's it's incredible but your path is just pretty pretty typical for the people uh, people go through so now let's go down that, that path on on government bans I think at this point um, to ban Bitcoin. So it's a trillion dollar asset class now that's already, that you already have EFTs and you already have uh, um, uh, um, a bunch of financial architecture being built to uh, on, one, on, on one layer that essentially implied government support in a whole, in a whole bunch of re regions. It would take a coordinated attack by more than the G7, a whole bunch of different nations to say, we're gonna stop this. Mm -hmm. um, and and that, could, that might slow it, um, but it would probably move more underground and yeah. come, out the, uh, come, out, uh, come out the other side. But now let's investigate the coordinated attack. So the existing system is completely unstable and the existing system needs to be reset at some point. Mm -hmm. So to do the coordinated attack, you would have to have every government agree on what the write downs and who gets what across, across this debt pile and asset pile that is completely untenable. Right. Which Good will luck. never happen. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Right. So uh, the, the, um, and so, so I see that as a very, very low risk event. If we already kind of discussed it, but, uh, but, still low risk event, but a high, higher one. I, I try to think of what would I do 
knowing everything I do to try to stop this, if I could. Um, and, right. and, and, and so in, in, in that event, if you had governments, but it goes back to some of the same things that we have said, if you had governments that said, okay, we are going to let everything collapse to a point and then they were ready with their own digital currency um, to be able to, and a whole bunch of people were facing starvation and everything else, and you gave them something to, to, to drive into a network effect as fast as you could. Mm -hmm. um, you'd have to do that through kind of US, US would be primary, mm -hmm. and there'd have to be a following around, there'd have to be a really coordinated, uh, and then, then potentially you could create something that looked quasi like Bitcoin, but was a central bank digital currency and people would take the free money. Sure. And, st and, and start, uh, uh, start faster. The, the, the digital one is trying to do that, not, not through the same vehicle, but that's what they're trying to get more and more pe people on it, but that will never work because who else in the world is going to trust the digital one? Right. So that would also need to be coordinated. But, but if I, it, uh, so when I think about just at a high level, kind of all of the game theory of what would have to happen on, on one side and how fast this network effect is expanding on, 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 on Bitcoin, right. I see it as a, such a low probability event. Yeah, me too. Um, and um, as government as, uh, being a government ban. It's like, in fact, a higher probability event, far higher. Mm -hmm. is governments start to embrace it yeah and, and, and even it, if the u.s banned it and another government embraced it but again the u.s won't be able to ban it from where they are now without the states accepting it right it's in individual no, in, you're in, right you're right indivi individual states it's too it's too far into their uh, right. financial architecture so it's so so when i add up all of the probabilities of all of these different uh, different events i see a way higher pro not a zero probability of what i what i said but approaching zero right now there was a time there was a time when the network effects weren't so strong that it was still a possibility but i think we're well past that time now exactly yeah i i uh i was i was reading an interesting article that uh, i think it was one of the um someone from the sec she was basically saying that you can't, you can't ban it. Like you, you can't stop it. Like you'd have to shut down the internet, which they'll never yeah. do. Right. Yeah. So, so it's, it, it's now embedded itself in the financial system in a way that it's become so large that if you were to be, let, let's say like they had the option, just flick a switch and shut it off tomorrow. If they did that, that would actually probably implode the system too. Yeah, what, what, now, would it do, what would it do to MicroStrategy, Tesla? Yeah, of, it's now the, inter the insurance. Yeah, the insurance yeah. funds that have taken it on on their yeah. balance sheet, it's too late. Yeah. 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 And, and so that was one of the things that like back when I wrote that paper, I was thinking, okay, so at the technology level, could they do it at the technology level? I'm talking about the internet layer and all that other kind of stuff. And then I came to the realization that the only, so this was part of my argument. Okay, this is the difference between gold and Bitcoin. This is that gold literally is indestructible. Like this is a physics thing. It's mm -hmm. literally indestructible. You'd have to shoot it into the sun, take it apart at an atomic level. That's the only way you can destroy it, right? Bitcoin exists on a technology layer, right? And that concerned me because I thought, 
well, if you took away the technology layer, you could take away Bitcoin. But then I got to thinking about, this was my thought process going through it, is that um, if you look at the arc of history of mankind, technology has always moved forward. The only time it doesn't move forward is when you go right back to the Stone Age. We've seen societies completely disappear off the surface of the planet. But for that to happen, and this is what kind of turned the light bulb on to me, that they can't stop it, is, is that- you'd have to have total war. We would have to, we would have to nuclear bomb the human race back to the stone age to stop it. Other that's than that, it's going to move forward. So that's, that's the point. Informa- information expands forever. Right. Informa- uh, more things are becoming information. So, so information. So if, if you, if the arc of history, our knowledge is really error correction on information. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Absolutely. So, so that we stand on top of information and and error correction on that information. So why why the printing press was such a big innovation, um, such a big breakthrough is it? It removed the church's power or reduced the church's power because you used to get your information from the church, and as more people had access to information. First, the church wrote to try to write a whole bunch more Bibles and everything else to spread the spread gospel. Then other religions were formed out of competing with that. Mm. Then other people, as the cost came down, other people could write their own books and mm. ideas. And, 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 and you could see the written word. And you could, 100 years later, was that correct or wasn't it? Right. And you could constantly error correct. Right. And so that's what that's what it actually intelligence is. Mm-hmm. So it's sitting on top of a whole bunch of information through the, the arc of history, and that information will not slow down. It is not right. going. And, and so, on top, and, and powering that information growth is technology. First printing press, internet, <laughs> um, AI, um, and and it's impossible. It's and the more of that information, like I said, is moving from physical realm. To digital uh, realm and it's moving faster and faster and faster and and so that type of world requires a technology like like bitcoin that is native to the internet native to information yeah that that literally cannot be it cannot be ar- arbitrarily determined by another person whether you can have it or whether you can transact in it that's that's really super key really super key to the future of human freedom i think and then these these sort of things there's two last things that i'd like to uh point out is is that those are super super important like um in my journey in 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 the gold industry like 2020 was a pivotal year for me. That was very eye-opening. Okay. In, in that, um, I always considered gold to be the superior form of storing wealth. And in some ways it is. I mean, if you take the example of the, the complete existential threat of bombing us back to the stone age, well, in that case, it's better, but like, if we're in that situation, it doesn't matter anyway. But the, the, the thing that blew me away was in 2020, all the planes were grounded. Now that didn't, that was a blip of time, right? Yeah. But because the planes were grounded, you couldn't move it. Like in, in the way we we do it is, is over in Switzerland. Well, if it's in Switzerland, you need to move it and you can't, that's a problem. 
right? So that that movability of it is super important. And then and then what really sort of drove that home for me in a couple of different ways was number one. It, it, nowadays, even if you hold it in gold, depending upon how you hold it, if you're trying to convert it into U.S. dollars, you still need somebody else's permission to do that. Because ultimately, there's gatekeepers on all those transactions now when it comes to USD yep. and in other currencies too. You basically have to have the approval of a third entity to say, yeah, you can do this or yeah, you can't do this. And then finally, what really drove it home just a couple of days ago, I saw this video of these guys that were in a cash and transit vehicle, which is basically an armored vehicle. Yeah, and, and so and you're talking South Africa. You saw this one. Yeah. Right. So the caption on the video was, uh, was as the economy sort of implodes, I'm paraphrasing it. Um, things are just getting completely off the hook. And these guys are driving in this vehicle and you've seen it. So I'm going to describe it for the audience, but they're driving in this vehicle and they're literally being attacked. They're being shot at. You can see the bullets ricocheting off the armored glass and this guy's trying to like save the vehicle because if they get stopped they're in big trouble right but really what they're doing is they're transiting value from one point to another and this is a super super important point for people who are believers in in let's do the gold and silver thing and i'm not saying don't do that go ahead and do that with some portion of your portfolio but understand that if what what Jeff is saying is is true, and I believe it is, that as this, this pathway, game theory pathway continues, we're going to start to see a descent in society towards what more looks like possibly what was happening in South Africa. It's not going to be so easy to move stuff like that around anymore. Yeah, I think a lot of, about that just in the fact that if you look through history, why didn't people leave uh, Germany when they could see the uh, writing on the wall? Because their wealth was there and they didn't want to leave it behind. And a lot of those people were getting wealthier. Yeah. Because right? of, of the hyperinflation. Be, 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 because a lot of those people that had the assets were, and so to, to leave meant, meant, uh, meant leaving everything and being a refugee in another country. Yeah. And, and so that's what pe people get stuck in, in because they're transporting this value through assets that can't be moved or that have to be moved or that's really hard to move. Mm -hmm. and, and, and even if that, like, let's imagine you had a whole bunch of hotels in, in Germany mm -hmm. and you sold them all for gold, you get on a plane with all your gold bars, mm -hmm. like good luck. Right. Um, and, 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 and so, so as things move into chaos, a predictable response and, and look at the world today. There's a whole bunch of people levering up on more real estate, mm -hmm. um, which can be taken from them, which can be taken, which will be taken from them under this uh, 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 scenario at some point. It's just what matter that is taken. Is it taken through a totally different tax regime right. or is it taken through a rev revolution? But at some point it's really clear what happens. Yeah. And if you have your, all of your wealth there, you're stuck where you're, you're stuck when it ha happens. Right. And so Bitcoin, Bitcoin becomes a life raft. It, um, try to take, try to take 12 words out of somebody's brain. Yeah, no, that's precisely, <laughs> that is precisely the point. That is precisely the point that I was getting at with, 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 with anything that can be taken, you have to be super careful about right now. Right. Because uh, the, the thing about that, that, 
is is super interesting to me about Bitcoin is, is that number one, you don't need anybody else's permission to transact it. Like I don't need to get, I don't need to file new paperwork with somebody's KYC department right. to send you my Bitcoin. If I right. wanted to send you Bitcoin, I could do it. I don't need anybody's permission to do that. Right. First of all, second of all, it's not confiscatable. I actually argued the counter side of this in that paper that I wrote. I said, well, at any point in the fiat system where it touches Bitcoin, it is confiscatable. If you were to try to convert it back into US dollars, they could take it there. They could take it at the point where you're converting from US dollars into Bitcoin. But then I came to the conclusion that in the system that this whole thing goes exponential in the U.S. You may not want to convert it back into you. Might, you, fact, you, 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 you won't want to. Right? You won't. Want you will to. want to keep it in Bitcoin. Yeah, you won't want you. You won't want to convert it. You'll you'll because um, it's gonna it, it's gonna increase its buying power over time. time. Right. As Michael Saylor says, forever, Laura. Yeah. Um, right. Um, and 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 then if you want to transact in it for things, yeah. Um, you transact in Bitcoin. Right, you wouldn't you wouldn't convert it back. Layer to yeah, you wouldn't some people it. some people still have this belief of of they're looking at it as a trade in, in and out of U.S. dollar and Bitcoin. It's like go back go back to what we we, we said before. Information information is through the long arc of history. It's information error correction. Mm. Um, the, information today is moving into the cloud into the web, and more things are becoming information. That system requires requires an internet type money with, with when a currency that allows for deflation. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. All right. I, I mean, I could, I, I love this conversation. Like, I think you, the way you think I really relate to it. <laughs> like you, you've been able to, um, you've been able to like connect dots for me that I was wondering about for a very, very long time. And, uh, and so I'm thankful for that. And I appreciate the time you've taken to, to chat with me about this kind of stuff. I mean, we, I, I could talk to you for hours about this. Um, so hopefully maybe sometime in the future, we can do it again. But awesome. uh, I, thanks, I, I, thanks for everything. Yeah, you bet. Thank you.